G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly Eurovision episode with our roundup of everything for the week and especially today. Mm, lots and lots going on. It was indeed. And it was quite an early start, which was a little bit difficult because we did go to this amazing event last night <laughs> at a local bar in Brisbane, the Wickham, did Queero Vision, whereas a lot of drag queens and other acts doing Eurovision songs. Absolutely. Uh, some very interesting interpretations there. And, you know, we had complete with dances and everything so it was uh it was quite the uh, performance it was it was amazing we had one of those things like you see at car washes or car dealerships like yes flapping around inflatable things yeah, yeah. that someone did that to zero gravity i <laughs> loved it um but it, it look it didn't mean that when i had to get up this morning at 2 30 a.m mm. i didn't keep powering through i did go to sleep for a few hours it was it was hard it is. It, the uh, time zone in Ukraine for their national final is a bit of a killer for us Aussies. Yeah, you were struggling at 5am for Melfest. Yeah, exactly. I had far more sleep than you did. <laughs> All right, well, let's start talking about today, Mike, because uh, it was we had four Eurovision songs come out, didn't we, and a huge amount of national finals. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, four of those national finals coming to their conclusion. Right, well, let's talk about Ukraine since we started first. It was Vidbur and we had a winner. And it was Alina Pash with Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. It was pretty closely run, this one. Mm. Alina did win the jury. It was second in the public vote to win by a point. Not, not without controversy. Not without <laughs> controversy. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about this song first before we talk about any controversy. Okay. Um, what did you think of this? Because it's a really interesting um, presentation, I it, would say. It is. It's a really powerful presentation, I think. Um, obviously, the first thing that strikes you is the very traditional elements in this song. Um, you know, it, the spoken word part in English, also very, very impactful. Um, and there's quite obvious overtones to the current political situation in Ukraine as well. We can't really avoid that, can we? Yeah, exactly. I think we all know the situation there, and I think it did play out in a way in this song. When we heard the studios of this, I didn't think too much of it. It was towards a lower part of it, but my God, her her performance this morning was really powerful. I thought uh, it was really well done. I hate spoken word stuff. Like, I hate her with a passion. But I found hers really emotive and the way she ends on it very much around, you know, remember your history and your ancestors. Mm. And she stops and she's like, her tears are welling in her eyes. And then she goes to the, that kind of more, the one kind of powerful moment of the chorus that really drives it home. So... I think even I was like, okay, yep, this is over. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna do it there. You could see it was going to be a contender, couldn't you? Look, she is. She's a very uh, sort of compelling performer, isn't she? Mm. She really, when she stares down the barrel of that camera, you you feel it. And um, I thought they staged it very em- evocatively as well. So all came together for her. I thought, yeah, great performer. Can sing really well, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that is very much not going to be a studio track. That's going to be alive. Mm-hmm. And also have to mention, like they did bring out the full map of Ukraine at the end 
including a certain part <laughs> that may be disputed. Disputed territory. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that one's going to be making an appearance on the Eurovision stage. No, and, and indeed but, not. But it's all singing about, it's all singing to the domestic audience at this point, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But let's talk about second place because it was very tightly run. Uh, Kalush Orchestra with Stefania. Uh, amazing performance, actually. Again, rap in this, which I don't normally love, but he was really good at it. And that chorus was really folky EDM, very Go A-esque, but in a very kind of still different way. I loved it. I, I would have been more than happy if this went as well. Another one that I think definitely was better in the live than I uh, expected from the recorded version. Um, still a lot of traditional elements in there, but it was a f- a lot more modern, I felt, than than uh, Alina's song. So for this one, I have to say, I kind of favoured this one somewhat um, after the two live performances, but uh, not to be. You didn't think Alina was contemporary in her traditional garb outfit? <laughs> that was a, there was a lot going on. Those boys mix a bit of traditional with some very modern stuff as well. I don't know if bucket hats are very traditional. He's in, very big on that pink bucket hat, isn't he? I don't know Ukraine, what that's about. But, uh, they certainly had a lot of, uh, you know, traditional stuff on well let's touch a little bit here on like okay first of all third place was well boy with nozzy bossy pretty good song he performed it really well but he did have a place um he finishing third and getting between kalush and alina in the jury decided things in the end because he dropped kalush down to third place in the jury which ultimately meant they lost because if they'd come second they would have won overall yeah that's it isn't it It was very tightly run was it like 15 points 14 and 13 separated the top three so yeah you're right the jury vote of placing him second was pretty much what sank uh, the Kalush Orchestra and there was a little bit of scoreboard confusion at the end we had Timor who was that guy from Eurovision 2017 hosting he was reading out one thing and then it was showing up differently in the the scoreboard then the the graphics yep scoreboard disappeared and then it never came up again. There were bits of paper happening. We were trying to understand what was going on in Ukrainian. We had a very upset-looking Kalush orchestra. Mm. That did continue after the result. They, The main singer wasn't clapping, was very upset. And the official broadcast, like the people organizing it on Instagram, have shown a video of him backstage demanding to see the sheet of paper that they said that that was not being read out. Mm-hmm. The organiser refused to show it, and he's basically saying, see you in court. I know. And that's Gosh. just controversy number one. Gosh, Ukraine, that is exactly controversy number one. Look, I mean, it was messy. I mean, technical issues happen, and reading of the scores, yet the last bottom couple were maybe mixed up or whatever. But then all of a sudden, when you're not getting graphics and you're just getting, you know, scores you've read lost out. And you're feeling very emotional about the it, whole thing. It is thing. pretty emotional. It seemed pretty emotional. Yeah, but then to show the show the paper, right? Just show the paper. Well, also, <laughs> you know, let's not delve too deep into it, but there are a lot of things domestically happening with some people upset about Alina because she, she has visited Crimea. Generally, you're not meant to be and you're not allowed to, I think, to well, you, represent as it. Long as, you appro- as long as you enter Crimea from the Ukrainian uh, mm-hmm. side yep. uh, of the border, then that does not disqualify you from Vidbur. If you enter from the Russian side, then yes, you will be disqualified from Vidbur. So there's a lot of, lot of conversations happening on social We've seen a lot of drama in Vidver in the past and mm. post-show as well. So right now we're saying Alina Pash is going <laughs> to Eurovision mm. and it's a good, I think this is a really good entry for them and I think I think it could really pull on emotions, this song. Um, but we won't, we'll see what happens during the week. Exactly. Stay tuned. There may be a little bit more to come out of Ukraine. Who knows? Oh, are you surprised? <laughs> Thank you.
So one of the other national finals that came to a culmination this morning, Dale, was Latvia's Supernova. Now, we did get a winner from there. First place went to Zitiseni with Eat Your Salad. This was one of the songs that always had uh, people's attention right from the release of the songs, and it ended up taking the crown. What did we think of the boys getting the ticket this morning? You know what? I'm actually a fan of them getting it. (laughs) This is causing a lot of controversy, (laughs) but I've always liked the song. We've had a lot of discussions about this um, at home, about it all. Um, I think actually the fact that opening line, as much as it got them a lot of attention, I think it actually takes away... All this conversation about that opening famous line, I'm sure you all know by now, mm-hmm. I think takes away from the song and a really good performance. Those vocals are impeccable. That energy was amazing. They managed to make, you know, the amount of people on stage work. And that's really difficult, even though they're wearing kind of slightly different colors and stuff. There's different moments of it. I think it's fun and it's funky. And every kind of once a year casual uh, viewer I've shown this to, They've loved it. Mm. I mean, they are Australian, and we definitely <laughs> love a bit of trash, but they, we love things like Kano and Go A before a lot of other people do as well. They're not trash. They're amazing. <laughs> but as in like, you know, there is something, I think, in a popular vote here that I think maybe Eurovision fans are missing a little bit because of that line. Yeah, I will agree. The opening line has probably set a tone that really <laughs> the song doesn't deserve because it became a joke entry or it became quirk. It's a little quirky, let's be honest, but it's it's far more serious than that. Again, I will agree with a couple of things here. It was very, very well performed. Those guys really know how to, to put on a show. The lead vocal was very good. I have to say they benefit a lot from the recorded backing vocal. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps it very clean and very tidy because there is a lot of vocal stuff going on there. Um, look, for me, I'm not really sure how a jury will treat this in Turin, <laughs> um, but I really think the televote will come for this. I really really do i think they've got that pizzazz and they've got that i don't know infectious energy about them that they get your attention and you will remember them oh god yeah i mean like and i don't want to say this is a very serious song i just think you know like there is still like tongues and geckos and peaches and all sorts of things being spoken about throughout (laughs) it so let's not pretend it's like um i'm not going to say that but i do think there's more to it than I think um, I think they would deserve it when it's when I think about it. Even I was laughing at it when it won. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I really love this. I think this is great. <laughs> mm, you seem a bit of a fan of that one. <laughs> Second place went to Aminata with I'm Letting You Go. I'll start on this one, Dale. Very, very simple staging. Um, very, if kind of non-existent almost. You had a sort of superimposed heart at one stage in her hand. Very Khaleesi. Um, you know, perhaps lacking impact for the public vote and maybe just relied on, on Aminata's vocal strength a little bit too much for this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, this song is an, a love injected, and mm. I think it needed a few more bells and whistles to just kind of lift it a little bit more. When you put them side by side and watch them, that energy versus it's like, oh, nice ballad sung by a great, wonderful performer. Uh, it was always going to end up losing out. So I'm not overly surprised. I think take away the artists, 
Um, this is any other national final. We didn't know the artist. This would be super easy. I kind of agree. We're probably um, bigging it up a little because it is of the Aminata factor. We all love her. She's amazing. Yeah. Third place in Supernova went to Boyans with He, She, You and Me. I know you're quite a fan of this one. I, I think a third place for this is pretty well deserved. I'm very happy with her for this. <laughs> this is great. I'm really pleased with this. What gets lost in this is that guy that shorter one we're not going to get on height this week not again again. but he (laughs) you said this last week he can sing oh yeah he's really good and it's fun and it's yes it's a little cheesy but it's all very well put together great to see them get third yeah absolutely overall i have to say pretty good final out of latvia in the end uh yeah pretty good quality uh national final love the stage production was great mm-hmm. they also had because we had all the baltics at the same time they had a special guest uku Suviste from estonia and the root from lithuania who were actually live at their own events at the same time yes which was very confusing people were like what's happening here they obviously pre-recorded it during the week I, <laughs> I would imagine there wasn't any kind of holograms or private jets running there in 10 minutes or something mm. but um that was great and also they spoke to the audience the international audience in english quite a few times throughout the show the hosts yes they were like welcome by the way this is now we're doing the results because you know you're sitting there trying to understand what's happening mm-hmm. in latvian yeah and it was just nice to be recognized and even gave a shout out to australia yeah, awesome. um and said you know we're doing the votes now yeah. it, it helps so much and recognizing that other audience is really key even jamala did that this morning too it's nice that it's not just domestic they realize it's an international event too yeah i have to say it ended well in latvia after i was a little worried at the start well, it's been going for a couple of months, but finally we had a finish to Esti uh, Lau in Estonia this morning, one of my favourite national finals and Eurovision countries. We had a winner, and it was the right one, Stefan with Hope. Second in the jury, made it through to the super final of three and barnstormed it through with 62% of the public vote. Was it ever really in doubt? Uh, not once it made the super final. I thought 62% was basically double what the second place one got. So very much what the Estonian public wanted. Look, this was always going to be one of the favourites, I thought, going in. Um, And what I like about it, it's got something very distinct and unique that will set it apart in Turin. Nothing is going to sound like this. So they've got their own little uh, niche there. And I think what the way they're presenting it is very good at the moment. I will say maybe just an extra staging element here and there, just a little tweak. Yep. And I think they've got they've got something really good here. Well, it kind of reminds me where you had really good staging with Victor Croner, mm-hmm. um, and this song's way better. I feel, and the vocal's better. <laughs> he's very vocally strong, he, he's, isn't he? He's, he's come on so far in the last few years. He's always been good. And I'm really pleased to see him go with a song like this. He had that ballad a, a couple of years ago, and I was like, no, 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 this is not it. Um, I'm, he's a great artist. Really pleased to say it, it get through. It definitely was the right choice. Once we saw the staging, 
from the semifinals. Like, okay, I was just a bit worried how it could go live. But I agree. I think they'll elevate it for Eurovision. I think this is a strong entry and Estonia need it. They want to bounce back after an NQ last year. Yeah, I'll agree. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here with your staging. Do similar what you did with Victor Krona. Just tweak it here and there. Give it a bit more. And I think you've already got the package. Exactly. And uh, Sheldon Ranley from Australia Decides is a big fan of this song. Just saw on Instagram. So a bit of artist love for it as well. Maybe it won't do as bad as the jury as I <laughs> thought it might do. Mm. Um, second place was Minimal Wind featuring Tiffany... Featuring Elizabeth. Elizabeth Tiffany. <laughs> featuring Elizabeth Tiffany. Sorry, Elizabeth. I'm sure she's not listening. Um, 31% of the vote, as you said, in the um, super final, but did win the jury quite comfortably. I would have to say, I did not see this coming. Mystified, um, <laughs> to be honest. Um, look, to be honest, it, it is a bit of a musos kind of song. You know what I mean? Like, I, you could hear some, you know, well, well regarded musos playing this in a bar or something. I just it's not a competition song for me unfortunately I, I don't really get why people like it <laughs> I, yeah I don't know it, I think it's been doing well on Spotify and Estonia as well the public vote probably confused me more in Estonia you do always get this random song that does well with the jury because mm-hmm. it's always a bit of a random jury yeah. um, but this was a little bit more European this, less Americans so yeah I mean I must have been missing something because I did not see this coming I was surprised it was even in the final yeah. <laughs> let alone the super final well at least they got to perform this time which was good and the worst name of any act mm. oh, in recent times <laughs> minimal wind all right third place though went to elisa with fire have to say another surprise for me fourth in the jury like what um with her song fire made the super final only six percent of the public vote mm. but did very well to make it there Absolutely. Um, I have to say, I was impressed with her live performance. Uh, I thought she vocally was very, very good. Um, it didn't, it's nothing particularly unique or you know original about this song or the, its presentation, but I thought she was very, very solid. Make the super final? Maybe I'm shrugging a bit on that one. Yeah, exactly. The fact the jury put this ahead of Utlapland with his <laughs> incredible vocal performance of his song this morning, like the impeccable, and they put that in front of it, I'm like, I'm done with it. <laughs> Saying that, um, we did have an Australian on the um, jury, which was Emily Griggs, who is entertainment, uh, head of entertainment at SBS. Mm. Thankfully, she did put... Um, ahead of Elisa so we're, we're going to get on fine that's okay she actually gave 12 to Minimum Wind and 10 to, uh, to Stefan so great to have a bit of Australian representation on that jury And the final of the national finals that came to a conclusion this morning was out of Lithuania Pabanda Mesnyal came to its conclusion and we have a winner this is Monica Lu with Sentimentai. won the jury by a fair margin 84 to 60 but that only comes down to the 12 points she also won the tally vote not so much by a massive margin she beat lolita zero by around about 2600 votes or so but my god they had five times the vote of anyone else so you know pretty clear winner with the juries and not so much with the public but still won the tally vote though 
Yeah, I'm not too surprised in this. I think this we always saw that this had a huge amount of public appeal as that another song we'll talk about very soon. Um, but it, this was much more favoured with the jury. So it was always going to get through, I felt. Um, but you know what? It's it's a really unique, interesting entry. I think it's a very domestic entry. I love the fact we've got something that's in Lithuania. Yes, I like that, the that's, Lithuania. That's a big plus for me and it is interesting I don't think it's got a lot of hope at Eurovision mm. um, and that's I mean look they've come out of the roop and they've come up from a high result if you're going to have an off year bring in something a little quirky and unique and the Lithuanian people obviously want to send in their language then power to them you know and if we see a bit of like Sally Bowles haircut come back fine yeah she pretty much presented it very much the same way she had previously. I just think this was the strongest overall package when you look at what they had in Lithuania this year. I share your concerns about this getting to Turin. I do feel like it might be a little bit forgotten, a bit of a funny girl sort of situation type of thing. I think she'll perform it brilliantly. She'll do what she does very well when you start putting it in a lineup of 18 other songs of pretty pretty strong character. I think this is where we might find our Achilles heel with this one. Second place went to August with her song Before You're Six Feet Under. Meh. I don't really, I don't really catch my too much attention from I, me. I can see why the jury kind of went a little bit for this. It, yeah, it's, it's a decent little song, but yeah, no, it doesn't match the, uh, the third place. And third place overall was Lolita Zero, Not Your Mother. Came second in the tally vote, third in the juries. What do you think of this one? We know what we think of this. We love it. Look, it's going to be sad to say goodbye. And it's it's such a shame when there was probably a little open door for something like this to get through that we're not going to see it because this would have been amazing. I'm just in love with this. Like it would have been, maybe this would have been leading the news and it might not have been a great thing that people complain about sometimes in the fandom about hmm. what would be seen as novelty. But I just think for Lithuania to send something like this, I think it would be brilliant. And I think Lolita Zero tried so hard to make this, she got everything out of this song possible, like trying to do something different with the composition and the song. And her vocal was different. She was like, she brought him backing to do the stuff. Um, uh, good, good on Lolita Zero for giving a good crack. Yeah, definitely. There was some tweaked um, things in the performance, which I thought helped and tidied a few um, elements up and enhanced a few things. So I thought she gave it every crack of doing it. Um, just unfortunate that the juries are probably saw uh, Monica as a bit more of a solid uh, entry. Oh, I'm, I'm sad to say, you know, when you have these songs that you really fall in love with, it's we have to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye to Lolita. Maybe OGA second chance, you never know. Possibly. Well, we had two songs out from Australia this week. Mike as well, not just the national finals going on. Let's talk about the first one. It's Andrew Lambrew with Electrify. Peeny kind of sounding song here actually and he even said in an interview he did with Kyriakos from our team that he was really trying to go into that Euro world and find a way to combine his style with it we see some Spanish language in there which mm. is you know really interesting the first time we'll see 
a language that's not English or an Indigenous language at Australia decides. This has actually got quite a warm reception. Um, we saw it on the Aussie Vision Facebook page. We've seen from like reviews and um, ratings that you see things on Eurovision World that people were actually uh, kind of going, uh, really quite liking this song. Well, it's certainly bringing something different to the selection, isn't it? We've never had a song like this before at Australia Decides. Um, look, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Uh, it's not really a musical style Australians would usually associate with Eurovision. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think this just adds a bit of flavour to the whole thing. And I'm, I'm just very interested to see how it goes and how it's presented as well. I, I, I think you're so right about I, this. I, I do think the selection needed something like this as well. We, are, we do have a lot of really good quality ballads. Mm -hmm. and just chucking some other stuff into the mix is kind of Euro pop is great it really reminded me some of um some alfie akuri type um productions that he's done in the past when it gets a bit dancey um which he's gone in a very european direction i was actually almost going is this an alfie, alfie akuri song and i was like no it's not actually um but you know i, I like that sound I, mm. i'm going to be interested to see how this translates live into a competition song but at this point in time I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring it's again about bringing fresh pop um artists onto a main stage of Australia Decides, so bring it on. Yeah, let's go with it, Andrew. All right, the other song coming out from Australia this week was Charlie with I Suck At Being Lonely. Fourth time I've been without you It's been a drive without you You think I'm used to being lonely, lonely One thousand cabs without you Drunk and sad without you it was a much anticipated song from Charlie. What did you think of this one, Dale? Well, you know, we had heard a little bit of it before, so I wasn't overly surprised about the sound and the full package of what it is. This is very in now. This is the vocal style, the kind of song style that you get. This is what you're seeing in the charts. And it's been no surprise to see, you know, we watch things where people rank all their favorite national final songs on YouTube and, you know, the kids on Twitter and stuff. And the song that jumps out to them out of the Australia Decides part is Charlie's song. Mm. I think it really resonates with that um, younger demographic. Um, and I think it is very, very modern. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed as well. Excellent ballad. Excellent ballad. I like the execution and the production of it as well. I'm interested to see the staging approach on this one. We are somewhat becoming a bit of a ballad-heavy selection this year, this needs to try and stand out from the other ballads. And the other ballads are very good as well. So that, I think, is its biggest kind of hurdle at this point. I can really see the jury liking the composition of this. I guess the question mark here comes with the tally vote and making that first impression on Australians enough to get, to get past this first hurdle. Yeah, that's true, because it could be maybe more commercial and you don't know about how you do it live and how can you make it modern live. Mm. I think there's a lot of stuff we know how to make a ballad look really good, but yeah. maybe it's a bit, not cliche, but what we're used to. This, or... isn't, this isn't spotlights and a frock. No, no and a Melfest turn. Not, no, exactly. that's not it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see how they bring this mm. to life and capture the, the character of the song because I think the song has got a, a real character about it in its studio version. Let's see that translate to the stage. And actually, I remember her saying in the interview with she did with Kyriakos again, was um, very much that she's really enjoying that process of making something that's going to be a live show and mm -hmm. putting herself into that as well. Because she does seem to put a lot of herself into her songs. You know, it's very 
emotional the song so mm. really looking forward to it really looking forward to it and look talking about those interviews um, Andrew Lambrew we have our full interview with Kyriakos that will be available to Patreon subscribers as always the link will be in the show notes the interview is amazing and you can access all the other ones we've pretty much spoken to every um Australian artists so far almost mm-hmm. I think about 9 of the 11 or 10 of the 11 so a lot of bonus content on there as well so make sure you check it out the one thing that I forgot to put in our notes before we spoke Mike is that we also spoke to Erica Padilla this week mm, we did. a TikTok wildcard winner where she did um, reveal to us that she is going to be singing an original composition she was offered songs to do mm-hmm. um, but she really wanted to do her own and really some interesting stories about how that transpired Absolutely. You got to go and check out the interview for that one. It is really interesting. Um, but um, yeah, she she's also terrific. Oh, she's, isn't she a delight? She's amazing. Yeah. They've done really well with her. Um, to choose her and her voice is incredible, obviously, as well. And one last thing as well. We do know from G Nation's song is going to be written or is written by Leonanos, mm. who was in Australia Decides in 2019. Good friend of Aussie Vision as well. So wonderful to see her. She's such a great songwriter and it's going to be amazing to see her song performed again yeah, on the Gold Coast stage. Only a couple more to come for Australia Decides before we get our complete lineup type of thing, but I think it is shaping up very well. As always, we're going to have only about a week to go through everything. <laughs> so looking forward. They always do it to us, but we can't wait and see. We'll get to week ahead later in the show. Let's get on to our national final whip around Europe for this week, Dale. <laughs> Let's start off again at Melody Festival in Sweden. It was heat number two. Now, after some issues last week, Melfest definitely looks like it's got back on track a little bit. Our voting sequences seem to go according to plan, etc. this week. All right, so let's go through the results. Directive finales, our first announcement was Liamu with Bluffen. Uh, pretty slick Melfest product, this one. This is this. If you had to package Melfest up in one song, this is it. But it was done really well, really visual. I thought the staging look. That's the best staging I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. That was really, really, really good. Probably just a few too many little Melfest tick boxes for me. I would just like something a little bit more real. It was a bit plastic. Yeah. It was very good, but. I've seen it all before, and I'm kind of sick of the packaged kind of McDonald's cheeseburger. I think a lot of people are. To be honest, we see this every year. A song like this will go through. This is screaming a good solid six to eighth place. It's not threatening anyone with a win here, to be honest. Not even going close. Uh, the other director finale was John Lundvik. He was our second announcement after we had all the demographics read out, which he basically won every one of them. Um, this is nice. Swedish language ballad. Not as processed as his last couple of entries I thought exactly this is more of a you know real moose burger like we had when we were in Stockholm <laughs> something more authentic uh, Swedish language it's nice to see that John Ludwig feels he can go to Melody Festival with a Swedish language um ballad and i think that's because of the sort of results and the change that we saw happening in melfest last year the people have spoken and we're starting to see some songs that are representing that we are he was very good vocally i thought as always let's go to our second chance people the first one was completely opposite of what we like it's alvaro estrella see we're not out of it yet are we, <laughs> exactly Mike? like let's let's one one step forward five steps back exactly <laughs> my notes here seen it all before bores me to tears Filled with cliched lyrics and musically cookie cutter. 
I've been so over this stuff for a long time. Like, Melfest packaged Latin pop. Number one, that kind of packaged Latin pop died a good few years ago. Like, <laughs> real Latin pop is great. This packaged stuff is gone. The Melfest version, what do you... I couldn't believe he was in it again this year. And I was just hoping for something ever so slightly different. No, it was the same stuff. I must say, best staging he's had, though. Yeah, it was pretty good staging. I have to say, too, when they went through the demographics, he pretty much came second every time. So, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the Swedish public aren't completely over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our other second chance semi-finalist was Atun Sekelius with My Way. Now, this closed the show. I have to say, Dale, this was the one that pleased me the most on the night. I'll be honest, as far as musically, yes, it is very Melfest, and there is the package there. But I thought Toon relaxed as the song went along and gave it a really good vocal and gave it something a little different and the song has stuck with me I have to say yeah and it's personal right mm. you can hear it in the lyrics and that's like anyone could have sung Liamu's song any well they don't seem to have any other people who can sing Latin pop in Sweden <laughs> but uh, um, her um, performance of this was just really lovely and uh, amazing and I just love the fact they're not shying away that you know she is trans the first uh, Melody Festival and trans act mm-hmm. and she's there because she's this is a bloody good song and mm-hmm. it was a great performance the blue pink white kind of colours of um, trans was projected on her just for a moment mm-hmm. just enough to tell that story without beating us over the head exactly with it. let yeah. the artist be the artist and I thought it was wonderful i just thought it was amazing and i think it might be one that might grow i would be very surprised if it doesn't win it's get through in 100 100 because i think this is a a grower and i think it was wonderful to see especially with the week we've had in australia yeah i agree and the smile on her face at the end of it was brilliant all right don't look at each other i'll get to you all right (laughs) (laughs) i have to say that was all we're going to talk about with melfest today the other songs were all fairly you know Fairly good. but One thing I do want to ask you, though, the voting process of going through all the demographics, how do you think that went? Look, it was a little laborious, to be honest. Do I need to know what the 75s pluses put third? Uh, You know, I can understand why they're doing it. It's a lot... It feels a lot more resolved than just going, well, these people made it and you didn't. Goodbye. So I can see why they're trying to do it. I can see why I found it, like, really not great TV. I was Mm. only half seeing it. And I, I was bored and I wasn't even watching it properly. Mm. Anyway. Maybe because the result was so clear cut that, that Maybe it was a little a bit more bit mixed. Exactly. It might be better when in the future. He just kept getting 12 points, 12 points all the time. See how it, it goes, doesn't really, right? Try something different. It's not really suspenseful when the same person's getting the top of everyone. All right, let's just pop over to the border in our Kentucky tour of Europe to Norway. We had the wild card um, competition there. They're trying something new this year. Last time they had the 12 acts, they just chose it from their semi-final performances and that winner went through the final. This time they did that to just to break it down to four. And those four were Kim Wigard, uh, Mari Bola, Trollfest, Dance Like a Pink Flamingo, mm-hmm. and Maria Mon. And they battled it out in live today, including a gold jewel that went between Maria Mon and Trollfest, Dance Like a Pink Flamingo. Maria Mon got through with Fly, not my beloved Trollfest. So well done to her. She's six in the odds as well. So look, it was a good song um, that lost out in the last semi-final, and it was just really good for them to be able to perform live again. I think that was an important part. You need another chance to perform and to show off that song. So I like the process Norway did this year. 
Yeah, I think it is an improvement on what they did last year. Um, I guess there's a little disappointment. Trollfest certainly would have added some vibrancy and colour into that grand final that we're going to have. But at the same token, she really did have a very, very good song and it's a very good vocal performance. I don't know how much it's adding in flavour to the final, but it, it, it certainly deserved its place. And I guess that leaves a lot of room for Subwoofer to be the one novelty act of the final. So mm-hmm. probably they'll be happy with that result, I would say. Also this morning, we did have our second semi-final out of Slovenia for Emma, or EMA, depending which way you like to pronounce it. We'll go here. We're not going to go through all the acts here, but we'll talk about the big eye catches for us, and I think that is BQL with Mai. Uh, what did you think of this one, Doug? We've been big fans of BQ ever since the Aussie Vision podcast started back mm. in 2017 when they were robbed of that year of getting through. Um, this one, I think, is a much um, more almost commercially packaged thing, quite a boy bandy sounding mm. songs with a, a little bit more to add, I think, towards the end. And they've always struggled on the jury votes to, to not make it through to Slovenia. And I feel this is really playing to the jury because I think they're going to get a strong telly vote because I think everyone wants to see them on the Eurovision stage. Probably not their best song, but it's a pleasant three minutes that I didn't want to switch off. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the performance. Yeah, it, it's very well produced. And I think mm. there's almost a little retro element in there without going full kind of 80s, 90s kind of thing about it. Um, look, it, it, I think it should be popular with the public. Mm. And I think you're right. They've always seemed to have fallen down when it came to the juries. They've added a little more technicality to the vocals, etc. with this. So it's looking in good stead to be a real contender there, one would imagine. Nice full of production too. Hmm. I've always loved their stuff, but sometimes it, I guess maybe a little dinkiness yeah. to a point. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. simplicity in there. have to say the four that got through this morning, others were LPS, Annabelle and Hauptmann. They were all pretty good, so I'm expecting a good final there. I'm really liking what Slovenia's serving up. A lot of different styles and genres um, from like very, a lot of throwback, a lot mm. of modern stuff. It's going to be a really interesting final. Slovenia is, has gone under the radar it, here. It's crept up on me on this and one. It always has a good final. Mm. Well, maybe not the last one they did in 2020, but the other finals <laughs> have been good. Um, I wouldn't be able to pick who's going to win, but I'm looking forward to the show. Right. Well, let's go to the final national final we'll talk about from this morning. It's Romania. They had their semi-final. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> and what um. a travesty. That's all I can say. What an absolute robbery. Uh, the despicable nature of these votes. Basically, 20 songs were there. It was a 100% jury decision to get who got through. And well done who did not get... Who, who did get through. But we've got to say, we are truly devastated today. R.I.P. to Aris with Dos Vidanya. And just how? How is that not in the top 10 songs there? Even her performance this morning was really good. I know. I think she got stronger as the song went along, but it was a, a cohesive package and, and it like seriously one of the better songs. Vocal moments at the end. Oh. I know we're biased, but this is good. <laughs> it's also very Ava Maxi, so it's even mm. quite current. So it's not even like dated Euro stuff. So I am really at a loss. Um, she's upset I'm upset Um, and then the Romanian so that's the international favourite pretty much a lot of the things the national favourite because I had Facebook voting during the week to get down to 20 and the winner by far I'm talking like Tansudek Geras kind of style Mm. with Terra in Spain was um, oh my god I can never pronounce their name properly Um, Iana Iana yeah Iana Iana yeah they very kind of like more, I guess, Romani, that kind of Romanian sound. Um, they were huge favourites. They didn't get through as well. So the Romanian public and fans are 
very upset as well. Though I must say, they did have a drummer come up in an inflatable dinosaur outfit. When you're talking to the jury, probably not a good idea. <laughs> what was what was an inflatable dinosaur doing on that stage? It's a jury performance. I know. Oh wow! It's in- like turning up to an choice. interview in like shorts and a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> it's just not the right style. I remember when we went through this process and we looked at how Romania was going to select somebody. The first thing that jumped out at me was the semi-final. All twenty or twenty acts would perform. You wouldn't vote. The jury would put them through. This was screaming. This is going to be a car crash. <laughs> like, and it's delivered. And it, it well and truly hit the hit the skids, and off they went. So, oof. I'm I'm just so upset. That I'm not even angry. <laughs> like, I'm not even like. I just. It's I'm going to say I'm not surprised. Yeah, same. Exactly. I'm not exactly. surprised. Exactly. What are they doing, Romania? <laughs> Get with the program. Come on, this is ridiculous. So right now we've got ten through. There are some really good songs in there amongst the mix. Um, uh, amongst the mix, I must say as well. WRS, which I know was a sort of favorite of yours mm-hmm. as well. Um, good performance of that as well um, with his song. But looking like, and we're hearing this from Live Our Romania then with an ear to the ground in Romania, Dora. Um, with her song Anna looks like the front runner at this stage. Yeah, the pop rock one. Um, she does seem to be scooting out to the front at this stage now that they've eliminated everybody else. Eliminated the competition. <laughs> the brilliant Dosvidania. R.I.P. Well, Dale, some of the other stuff that happened during the week. We did have an artist announcement, this one coming out of Austria. They'll be represented this year by Lumix and Pia Maria. They'll be performing the song Halo. Now, very young combination. Lumix is only 19 years old. He's a DJ and producer. Had a few sort of previous hits around Europe, etc. You know, he started making music when he was 11 years old. What? Like, who who does that? Like... <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. And Pia Maria, she is 18 years old and from the Tyrol region in Austria. Not too much known about her. She's just starting her career at this point. Now, the song Halo is said to be an electro-pop song, hearkening back to the late 80s and early 90s, Dale. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> now, what I do like about these guys is they have Lumix has been quoted as saying, look, as they're both young performers, they're not feeling any real pressure with this. They can go into it with a little freer uh, kind of, um, you know, mindset into it and just focus on what they really want to present. So obviously we're expecting some electro, maybe some a little more up-tempo stuff coming out of Austria. And look, the one positive I'll say with that is I think when Austria has been struggling a little bit um, for a while now, since 2018, I think going this younger um, artist route can work. It's a real roll of the dice but you've got to probably commit to it a little bit. Mm. Look, I think Czech Republic and Slovenia do this quite well. Uh, quite, you know, again, Central European-y. They're all a little bit different, a little bit in the middle there. And I think sometimes they, they struggle a bit. And I think the direction that particularly Czech Republic have taken is a good method. So if they've chosen this internally, give it a roll of dice. Let's see how it goes. But why not, right? Yeah, exactly. He's he's got a you know a, a presence. He's got a profile out there in Europe already. So you've already got some publicity. During the week, we also had a lot of songs come out for national finals coming up. Some big ones too here. So we have Serbia. Um, it's not Bia Vizia this year. Mm-hmm. It's something else. Um, they had 36 songs. So I must admit I have not gone through these. 
at all. I've seen not a couple even, of them. Not even going near them, Dave. But look, you know what? It's always a great production there and always really interesting. I'll probably take a little bit more notice when they get down a little mm-hmm. smaller than the 36. Exactly. Two semifinals coming up for that one. Croatia, 14 songs out there. One of the ones jumping to the pack is Mia Nigovetic. Mm. Um, has been around the last couple of years. Very, very high up there. Very familiar name. She would run her up a couple of times kind of thing. Second and third, I think. Mm. She tied with Demir. Um, knocking on that door, I think it could possibly be her year, but very early stages. Mm-hmm. Denmark. We mm. had the eight songs out of there. And a, look, I want to say a little bit of variety. Maybe one song in there that was <laughs> offering something a little bit more that wasn't twee pop scandy stuff that they normally do. Um, what did you think of the selection? Look, not bad. I generally do like the Danish kind of style of music. Mm. Um, it, it suits an Australian palette like mine. Um, yeah, look, there's a couple of things in there I quite like. It's probably not standing out as much as last year's selection for me, but I've only had one run through so far, so I'll give it a bit more breathing space. Yeah, that, that group um, fooled effect mm. with a very kind of grimy um, song there, which was very surprising. That very was a, not Leonora. <laughs> yes, that was the one that jumped out for me, to be honest. Yeah, see how that goes live. Um, and let's talk about Germany, because it did get a lot of discussion during the week. Six songs out from there. We didn't have a few well-known bands that people were expecting to be in that were a little bit harder and a bit more medley. We got a lot of pop commercial pop stuff that I thought was all very well done without maybe setting anyone's world on fire. I guess I'm going to compare it a little bit to the island selection. It's very safe. What they've done is given us in from Germany. Here are our six songs. Unfortunately, they're all very derivative of some somebody else's sound or something. You can say, oh, this is the Bieber one. This is the mm-hmm. Billie Eilish one. This is the, you know, you know what I mean? So... It's lacking a little originality and oomph for me, unfortunately. Well, I think there's been a real strategic direction here. I think Germany, they've, they've, they've done really poorly recently. We all know this. And, um, and they took a massive risk with Yendrick, for example. And it didn't pay off. It blew up. Completely, badly. really bad. Mm. So what they've gone here, I think, is... And don't forget, really copycat commercial stuff, Yaust, Norway, 2017, mm. does get rewarded often with the jury. If you find the one song in here, and I think there's probably you know a couple that jump out, Anxiety and Rockstars, I think is actually the two songs that to me jump out. Yes, they're kind of, they sound a bit like something else. If one of them can perform it really well live, there's at least some potential jury love. And I think at this point, Germany will take 19th. Hmm. They'll be happy with that, right? Fair enough. But one step and then maybe go a bit <sighs> risky. But if I was a German fan, I'd be, I'd be disappointed. I don't think it was as bad as some fans were making out, but... Yeah, okay. It was just, I think it was only one step up from Ireland. Yeah. Which is saying something. I'll kind of agree. It, it just feels very risk averse and um, they're trying not to finish last again. And unfortunately, when you try not to finish last, you end up finishing last. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I won't try and defend it too much because I don't think it's that defensible. All right, week ahead now, and of course, it's massive and a lot going on, so let's have a look. Thursday, we get some exciting stuff. I'm really excited by this. Um, in Europe- European time, of course, France, the artists and songs out for C'est Vu Qui Décidait. I uh, look really looking forward to this. Oh, they are real big hitters at the moment. 
Maybe we get the winning Eurovision song this week. Who knows? Well, they've been they—they they remind me of Italy. You know that it's, it's that building. building and building it's and building. coming. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a look. We'll wait and see what we get. Hopefully, we're not disappointed. Talking about being disappointed, Malta semi-final <laughs> will take place on Friday the seventeenth. Are you preparing yourself for disappointment? <laughs> well, I've already disappointed. Like it could probably it could live. You know, something exactly. could be great live. I must say. Um, even though the song I love, no one else loves. But wait and see it live. Um, so the semi-final will be on the Friday in Europe and then we hit another Super Saturday and a Super Sunday here in Australia we have Norway Melody Grand Prix final decided final's always great out of Norway they always put on a great show quality they've sort of got rid of all the sort of lower ones and now we've got some quality we need this we need a good final Norway it's been a little it's been a little flat it has been a little flat we said this every year though (laughs) Um, Poland has their national final this is one that we have not been speaking about a lot Mm. Michael but I think there's some two really good songs in this one it definitely seems a race in two when you look at the publicity that's going around isn't it it depends which one uh, they go with Either way, I think there's going to be some disappointed people. Um, yeah. Disapp- who's going to be disappointed? Oh, as in losing out. Yeah, exactly. Because Poland's here. They, they're up in the top four of the odds, and mm. there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Though this reminds you of 2016 when Margaret mm. <laughs> was favourite and lost, but they still got right. a good result. Don't rip the scabs off that one, too. Oh, I know. But like, I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope it's really good. Um, Croatia will be deciding, obviously, through Dora of those songs coming up. Slovenia, as we spoke about, their final will be on as well. Malta will have their final too after that semi-final, literally the next kind of day. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll look forward to some travel insurance ads and some financial advice. As we said, paying off that bill from that campaign last year for (laughs) Destiny. And finally, San Marino, the final will be this weekend. But of course, during the week, there is a about 17 different semi-finals going on yeah including the emerging artists um that's basically what's happening during the week Mm -hmm. where the australian jess condon who is from london who got through the audition stage will be performing so go jess yeah absolutely great to see an australian involved and of course the news that achille lauro was one of the established artists being brought in for the grand final so i wonder who's going to win dale do you really think it's going to be just for him what do you, okay, <laughs> the look that was me, me just shot you a look, really. Uh, that side eye. Can I just say one last thing? This is like anyone who's got this far can just listen to this for a minute. <laughs> what do you think about Achille Lauro going into San Marino? Oh, why not? Why not? Like, what's what's the problem? I mean, San, San Marinese is pretty much Italian kind of thing. It's exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, I think it's quite a smart move for him. Missed out in Italy. Hey, I'll just go to San Marino. My head says yes, and I totally agree. My heart about the whole situation is, just feels icky. I don't like it. Um, I mean, I want to see Achille Lara there, but I just want to see him there from Italy. Yeah. I just feel it's a bit, I, I don't know. I, think I don't San, like this I think Sunday was a little different too. It's not specifically a national final. Um, so he's gone and performed at a festival, and now he's going into a national final process. I mean, if someone was to try and do Croatia and then do North Macedonia and then do Serbia all in the same year... That turns icky for me. You know what I mean? People have said... I, th- I think performing at San Remo, San Remo's just a, a music festival where you showcase yourself. So Eurovision is just a different thing. Fair enough. And I mm. guess, you know what, you're going to be able to perform if he wins in Italy, in your home country, Absolutely. at Eurovision. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just find it... 
I don't know what it is. I just find it not great. But I don't know if that's just my own issues. It is. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week, isn't it? Mm, I think so. I think so. I think we've gone through everything. I've got nothing left on here. No, just another, again, we always say it, but it's really important. A massive thank you to all our team. There were so many people involved this morning Mm. to make it all happen. This has probably been the biggest day yet we've ever had. We're absolutely exhausted from the whole thing. (laughs) So also all the support of anyone who has signed up to pay Patreon. Uh, all our patrons have been amazing this week. Thank you to our new um, subscriber this week, Dylan, as well. Thank you for joining up. It does keep the lights on and it makes us be able to do the work we're doing with the whole team. And we might be able to buy a pint of beer for everybody at Australia Decides. Yeah. Thanks so much for everyone out there for your support. Thanks for listening and joining us today. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.